You're listening to Good Lad Unscripted with your host. <laughs> Welcome to the Good Lad Unscripted podcast. I'm Terry Goodlad, my gorgeous wife, my always smiling wife, Anna T. Grace, my co-host again today. <clears throat> this is our 30th show, 30, 30th show, 30th show. Really? 30th. Show we, number 30, they call We it. should celebrate somehow. Have a podcast. <laughs> we should celebrate with a podcast. <laughs> it's not work, right? I'm not silk screening anything or exactly. shooting a video or editing or and you're not designing. And, 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 and. And, and, and. That hard stuff we do. We uh, didn't do our show 30 yesterday. Yesterday was supposed to be show 30. This was supposed to be the first week with Monday to Friday shows. Supposed to. Supposed we failed. To, supposed to. We failed. <laughs> but we have, a, we have an excuse. We always do. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> has an excuse. No, we... I don't know if there, there's not really a short way to explain this. First of all, this show is brought to you by blessedbodywear.com. It is. I always forget Although to say that. Although you always forget. I always forget. But blessedbodywear.com... And yesterday and today after this podcast, our day is devoted entirely to reshaping the future of bodysport.com. Wouldn't you agree? Bodysport.com? <sighs> Terry, you went back 15 years. Bodysport.com. What was the name of your gym? Body Max. Body Max, Jim. Oh, my goodness. No wonder you're always like somewhere with the bodies. Okay, blessedbodywear.com. Blessedbodywear.com. That's what we're doing for the next two days. I was working on the wrong business. Next two days is bodysport.com. That makes sense now. Honestly, you said it again. Okay, you do it. You do it. For the ne- for the last two days, no, we'll be, next two days. For the next two days, we're reshaping the future of blessed bodywear. Yeah, yesterday and today, I guess actually these two days. Okay, you messed it up. Blessedbodywear.com. I did. Yes, because you you made me say for the next two days. No, for the last. Two I days. made you say. Yeah, Anna. You said no, no, no. Say the next two days. <sighs> The listeners will know, and they are going to be on my side. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need to comment. I'm wrong. <clears throat> please comment. But really, we're, gi- we're giving... The- <laughs> please comment. <laughs> we're giving the whole thing uh, uh, a go-over. And, and, this, and this is how I kind of explained it, is, is that I think that, you know, there's a rule in, in business. And if, if you're not moving forward, you're... You're moving backwards, right? Right. And literally, if you're not moving forward, you're dead. You just haven't realized Isn't it Isn't that, though, in everything in life? It is. It's like that with fitness. If you're not moving forward, if you're not doing something new, if you're not innovating, your body adapts to everything that you do. This is the fitness in a nutshell elevator's pitch. <laughs> if you're not doing something you haven't done before with fitness, so if you always do 10 reps, if you're not doing 11 then you're standing still. Your body adapts to everything you do, so you have to change up and all the time. You have to change up what you, the, the stresses you're putting on your body in order to make improvements, right? And that's why people hit plateaus. <clears throat> right, because we all, I think I think everybody, and this is going to be a business. A business. <laughs> this is going to be a business <laughs> podcast. Need some coffee. <laughs> I do. I had no coffee. You can have a little bit of mine. Okay, just, a, I, li- I, just I, a little bit. We got up this morning. You know, Jesse didn't go trick or treating last night because they gave him a lollipop at school. Jesse doesn't really eat sugar a lot. He doesn't really eat. He any sugar. was wired. <laughs> we went to Costco. 
Go. He babbles like kid babble, but he was babbling on like hyperspeed. He was like he was a, an auctioneer rapper, <laughs> toddler style. <laughs> he was. And he it was, was funny. It was kind of sad, on. but it was so funny. It like, was. He was hilarious. Yeah. But but then he had tantrums too. Like yeah. he and wanted he, that little bike. We knew it was going to fall apart. Yeah. We went to Costco <laughs> and we bought him a little bike. We wanted him to try it first and... He which was inhumane. He like, was. We really shouldn't have done that. But <laughs> Because, I mean, why would he ever want to stop riding the bike, and right? And lost, shop, he lost and shop for food. He lost it. <laughs> he doesn't get it that he's at Costco. And some lady came up wanting to know what we were doing to this child. Yeah. And I thought you were hurting him. I'm like, <laughs> no, it actually hurts my heart to hear him cry, but he just wants a bike. Yeah. <laughs> but he can cry real loud. Yeah, whatever. So, anyway... Um, so this morning I, I kind of disappeared on you, pulled a Hank Snow and kind of disappeared, but you did, but, uh, I was on an important phone call. That's what you said. I, I Jesse's think you looking were just for me. I could hear him yelling yourself. my name. <laughs> I might've stretched the phone call out for a minute or two for that very reason, but, but it was an important call and it really drove home what we've been doing the last 24 hours and what we'll continue for the next 24 hours. And what it is, is. If you're not like with our business, you know, we moved into this production facility this year mm-hmm. and, and we found ourselves a groove. We took a great big deep breath and we sat there. Right. Right. But isn't that human nature? Right. We get so fixated on the goal that we, and, and I'm going to use this awesome analogy that I used in this phone call this morning with a very, very dear friend of mine. Um, uh, I was talking to Lee Thompson on on the phone, and he's he's building I, he's building. A, I a, never in a million years thought you would ever say that. I know we used to hate each other, <laughs> That's and a, now he's like we're you know, and it's been God and Christianity that brought us close together. If and you, we're if you fast ha- friends, you did now. that podcast with him, right? Oh yeah. If you, if you guys haven't listened to that podcast, that's a uh, good uh, one. I'm to not listen sure which to. number. I'll, I'll give a link to it at the bottom <laughs> here so you can see it. Because these two used to absolutely hate each other, and yeah. now they're like. BFFs. Yeah, BFFs. So anyway, we're on the phone this morning and he's working on his his ministry. He wants to build a, a ministry. So he's got his own podcast and he's got like awesome stuff on there, right? Yeah. And uh, But he's, uh, you know, frustrated because it's not where he wants it to be. Nothing happens overnight. Well, no, and it's not where he wants it to be. And and I said, dude, I said, but, but you know, there's something that you need to recognize. This is the same thing. You know, I'm, I'm rebuilding my brand, my good lad unscripted brand. And, and it's not where I want it to be. Right. But the thing of it is, is I look around me and I look at the people God has put in my life that are like super, super achievers. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and like I, I heard once in a book that I read, if you're the smartest guy in your group, you're in the wrong group. Yeah. If you're the most successful guy in your group, you're in the wrong group. Right. You need to be around people that are going to push you. Inspire you, you. yeah. Right. So you just keep moving forward. And then, and he says, yeah, I know, but it just, it takes so long. And I says, okay, I'm going to tell you a story. When my, my grandpa owned a farm, he grew, you know, wheat and barley and stuff like that. Right. Yep. And I said, you know, he was a good farmer. And I said, but every year you know, we, we measure that farmer by the harvest that he brings into the, what they call a grain elevator. And they, that's where you sell the wheat. Right. Mm -hmm. But early in the year, 
uh, you know, that planting year starts early. You, you break up the ground, you get it ready for seed. Mm-hmm. Then you seed it and it's got to be seeded a certain way. And if it doesn't, it's not going to grow properly. And you got to, you know, mix all these, these, the seed and, and fertilizer and all that stuff together. And then you got to work the land that you're resting. And I don't know that people rest their land anymore, but the land that's resting, you got to work that to, so the weeds don't take over and you got to spray. I mean, you're working, you know, grandpa used to get up at dawn and he'd come home when the sun went down. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> And when I was a kid, I used to go with him. You know, I used mm-hmm. to love going to the farm with grandpa, but he worked hard. There's never a time when the guy wasn't working. And then harvest comes along and harvest might last a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. And, but the harvest takes place, but it's not until you load up that truck and you drive that stuff into the elevator and you see it pouring out. And, and where the people at the grain elevator, you know, that buys it from you, they, they grade it and tell you if it's grade A or grade B or feed, feed grade or whatever it is. Right. Right. But that's when you measure. So, so that year, oh, that year was a good year. It was a bad year. That's when you basically gauge that is right. when you're getting the check. But the thing of it is, is it took a whole year of preparation, preparation to get and growing and like that. And that is absolutely a perfect parallel for anything you're doing in fitness, anything you're doing in life, working on a marriage working on a business, anything like that. And mm-hmm. what we have done... Career, careers, you know, going to school. Like, anything in life. Yeah. You know, you, you can't always... If you're living for the harvest, if you're living for the harvest, you miss the very best parts. And the very best parts are the parts when you challenge yourself and you know you learn as much as you can about something, you take on something that you think you can't do, you're able to achieve it, and the confidence you get from that success drives you forward to the next step. And then you look back, you see yourself looking back and you look at all the steps that you've gone and where you've gone instead of, you know, it's like climbing a mountain, right? Mm-hmm. It's easy to stay cause you're going up the mountain. It's easy to keep looking up the mountain and see how far away the peak is. But every now and again, you got to stop and turn around and look at how far you've come. Right. Because that will give you the fuel to keep going. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and so that was kind of the conversation I had is dude, don't worry about the harvest. The harvest will come. You know, but where's God put you right now? And he's put you in a place where, you know, you're surrounded by people that are better than you. Right. So they're going to drive you forward. Don't look at yourself as the loser of the group. No, God's put you there so that you can excel and, and, you know, hopefully one day outgrow that group. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that's the idea. So anyway, with that philosophy in mind. That's what started our conversation. (laughs) That's what started our thing. Yesterday, we just decided that, okay, uh, you know, we need to... Revamp. Revamp, because we're standing still. And not really revamp the look, but revamp our goals. Because it's like... You set goals, you achieve those goals, and then you can't just sit there and be like, oh, I achieved my goals. You need to set new goals. Right. right? And I mean, in our case, what it was is, is uh, and you know, this happened in our marriage too. And we've been working on that and we've been very public. We've been putting that in the podcast. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you take it for granted. It's Absolutely. great. It's super strong. You know, blessbodywear.com, blessbodywear <laughs> is doing great. It's solid. But the thing of it is, is if you're not moving forward, you're dead, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And so what happens, we open up this facility, we've got good systems, we've got great employees, uh, things are going pretty smooth, and both of us took a deep breath and, now it's, and sat down. And now it's time to move forward. <clears throat> and now it's yeah. time to move forward. And so we go back and, you know, it's very easy to get fixated on production or very easy to get fixated on, you know, designing something. But really at the end of the day, that's not why you started the company. 
Mm-hmm. Right? Absolutely. You started the co- Well, why did you start the company? Well, I, I have to say that when I first started the company, it was because <laughs> I was a competitor at the time. I was uh, competing at the national level, and you know what kind of training that requires going to the gym two, three times a, w- a day, you know, and washing and rewashing your, your sweaty clothes. And at the time, I couldn't find anything that basically that took that beating and that was like flattering, you know, it like everything looks great when you are four weeks out from a show, but when you put on your off season, not so much. So I wanted to design something like that. And I must say that over the years that has shifted, you know, that, that, mm, well, you that re- reason, I, I, that I, I, reason to make clothes. It, 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 it morphs. Into a new, it's, it's, it's but then what, you find yourself doing something later. that's got nothing to do with the, well, not nothing to do, but it's but, so much uh, evolved than the original purpose. That's right. And so, really, what it is is it's just what we did. And so, yeah, so we sat down and we like reworked, like, so why, why, we are, we making why are we doing this? This close. And truly, what it is, and you know, anybody that has listened to the Blast podcast that I just started and we have three episodes, but Elena and I have been talking about that. It's truly about self-love. You know, it's, it's, it's finding yourself and feeling your best. And um, well, I'm, I'm going to interrupt you there. I, I agree, but that's, but <laughs> you got into this because you wanted women to feel better about themselves. So we've done this and, and you know, we're, we're doing all this stuff. Our, our clients have changed. Everything's changed over 10 years, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the thing that is, is it's easy to get caught up in production. What you're talking about is, is, is not just you loving yourself. It's about helping others love helping themselves. Helping others. Other. Absolutely. So, so, so then all of a sudden when we say that, then what do we need for them to feel that way? Right. Well, are we doing these things? No, there's like, like there's 50 things we need to be doing that we're not doing, right? Right, right. And so this is the thing. You know, we could look at our business from the outside. It's a, it's a successful business. First of all, most businesses don't last this long. It's a very, very small percentage. Right. You know, the amount of traffic we get on, we use a, an e-commerce solution called Shopify. And we are in the upper 4% of everybody that started at the time that we did. And so the business is doing great. But are we doing... Everything that we can do for our clients. And everything we want to do. Because the thing of it is, is when when a business starts to become about making money. Right. In my opinion, for for me, when a business becomes making money and I'm more worried about money and operations, I'm in the wrong business. Yeah. I'm doing the wrong thing. And to me... You have to have a purpose uh, make for what you're doing. money has never motivated me, <laughs> which, no. is, which is a problem. <laughs> <laughs> problem when rent comes I, due, but... I, I, you know, I don't, I don't find it fulfilling to just seek more money. Um, I don't find it fulfilling at all. I, I find it fulfilling to make somebody feel beautiful, to make a, a, a woman, you know, embrace her curves and to make her feel more secure, you know, in herself because she looks a certain way. And everybody knows this, you know, you go and you buy a new pair of shoes and you are 
happier to go for your jog today. Yeah, yeah, you know, right. it's, and you can run faster. Right. And I always could when I was a kid. <laughs> Put my shoes on and I'd be running like hell-bent for election, right? Yeah. But with my Look head down, me. locked. Look yeah, me. looking at my shoes running. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God I didn't run into a telephone pole. Or, Are you sure? Yeah. Maybe I did. <laughs> But, you know, and, and that's the thing is when you when you do things that make you feel better about them, about yourself, mm -hmm. your whole life changes because yeah. your approach to life changes and it changes everybody around you. And that's the thing. And that's kind of what you built your whole brand on. You're, that has always just helping been other people. When I went to fashion school, um, the my biggest focus has always been styling and makeovers. You know, I, I just love that. And uh, I, I love taking somebody and looking at their body shape and helping them dress for, you know, for how they're built. Mm -hmm. And people think, most people think, most women think they have to be a certain size or shape to look good and they don't, you right. know. And that's the thing. It's, it's <clears throat> psychology, right? Uh, it's, uh, I, I want to go back and, and you're absolutely right. It, somebody said something to me once, whether you think you're wrong or you think you're right. And I know this is a quote and I don't remember who said it, but if you think you're wrong or you think you're right, you're right. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and, and that's the thing is when we seek comfort, and I want to make this point, when we seek comfort, that's when we stop progressing. Because mm -hmm. comfort is sitting still, right? You have to rest. But when you seek comfort, and that's the measure of what is good or bad in your life, right? And the thing that has made me the most uncomfortable, it's not been money, but it's been serving other people, doing things for them. This podcast is not for me. Mm -hmm. And it's not for you. It's for me to share whatever we have to share with the world, right? The pictures that I take, it's the same thing. The stories that I write. Mm -hmm. You know, they're not for my consumption. It's something to be shared with the world, right? right? And that to me has been the most gratifying thing I've ever done. I've been involved in businesses where it was about making money. Yeah. And it was the least gratifying thing because at the end of the day, no matter how much you make, it's never enough. Ask any billionaire. Yeah. They're still out there trying to make more money. What's the itch you're trying to scratch, right? Right. And so it's not just for the money. Once you pay your bills and you've got a few little fun things you can spend money on, where's the gratification? Absolutely. And so it's going to the mall and buying a new shirt or going to the mall and buying... It's never fulfilling. No, it's never to, fulfilling. I was but talking the thing to a is friend when about you, that, you know. When you serve somebody else, so when you serve somebody else, that stays with you. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And, and it's one of the things that, you know, being a foster parent, that's one of the great things. In, in my marriage... I got so busy and you got so busy that we stopped serving each other. And what I mean from that is, you know, Anna comes home and her neck's bothering her or something like that. It's like, well, I got to get to sleep, man. I'm going to be up in four hours. Right. You know, well, now it's like, no, I'm going to take some time and I'm going to give her a massage because mm -hmm. she'll feel better. Right. Yeah. And I think you should do that every night. <laughs> <laughs> I was using your name because, you know, but really it's me. Oh, really? So you should be doing it every night. Oh, your neck's fine. <laughs> <laughs> You're a tough guy. <laughs> you don't need any. But whether it's your family or your kids or, or an organization or whatever it is. And, and you know, if, if you're a Christian, there's lots of opportunities there to do ministry work. And 
And if you're not, it doesn't really matter what your faith is. It's just doing something for somebody else is, I believe, after 59 years of living, it's the thing that's given me the most peace, the most happiness, the most purpose in my life, and has made me feel the best. Yep. And it keeps me motivated to do more. Comfort is death to me. I remember a couple of years ago where, you know, Elaine has been very public about dealing with depression throughout her life. And obviously she's on the other side of that hill now, but every once in a while she does face some, some, uh, some issues. And um, she started, what she started doing when she started feeling like dark, you know, like she didn't mm -hmm. want to leave the house and stuff like that. She started going out and helping mm -hmm. her friends and it for her that was the biggest pivotal point and and it is isn't it like because she stopped thinking about herself and right was thinking about when else. we are so self-focused on what we're not getting what we're not achieving you know i should be here but i'm here and all that stuff we start feeling sorry for ourselves mm -hmm. and we can't see anything else and we are like you know my my life might as well be over or whatever you feel like a loser and but if you take the focus off yourself and you look around for even your closest friends, anybody that needs a support, needs a ride, needs whatever they need, and you start helping them, mm -hmm. you, you always go back and you feel more grateful and you have a better and more positive outlook in your own life, mm -hmm. you know? So that's the thing is that um, you know, we're talking business, you know, and, and of course business should, and basically what you're saying is we spend our summer dealing with problems and creating systems and doing all this stuff for the company to be able to have its own manufacturing facility mm -hmm. and move forward. And then we are on the other side of that. And now it's like, okay, now we just, now we just don't sit and stay here. No, now we're watching we need, the machine run and going, wow, this is awesome. Yeah. Now, let's, so, let's go. So what else can we do? And what else can we do to others, you know, for, for others? others. Yeah. And, and, but it's the same thing. You know, I, ha I have a friend that she's like, oh, you know, I really wanted to grow old with somebody and enjoy the kids and the grandkids. Well, in order to do that, you have to go through all of those years of the ups and the downs and the mm -hmm. work through stuff and, you know, what we're, what we've been doing with our marriage and things like that. And, you know, and I had somebody ask me, so you guys like, did it get pretty bad? And it's not that it's not that we, we got to the point where we're about to get a divorce or anything. It's just, that's a preventative measure. Like if you, if you no, don't want to get there, you have to reevaluate right. what is, you're is, doing. It, yeah. It, that's a really good point. And, and I want to like, that's the standard I have for my life is I don't wait until the thing is completely broken. Right. Right. It's just, there's things that I have an expectation for what my marriage is going to be. But if that's you usually will. how people do it though. They wait right. until it's, you know, they right. take but everything for granted. Set your standards high. Right. Set them high. Don't set them low. Right. You know, how, however you do anything is how you're going to do everything. So if you set your standard low, if you've never opened a car door for your wife. Right then don't expect all the things you want from your wife. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and I mean, it, it, car door is just a you know, it's just metaphor, a, sure. right? Yeah, of course. But the thing of it is, is if, if you can't like, like last night, you know, we, we had to go to Costco and we had to, you know, we had the back of our van was full of mm -hmm. stuff, mm -hmm. you know, that we needed to get for the business and for us and like that. And, um, 
and we finally had some time to go. So anyway, I, I go out there, not for a second. Now, I probably took six trips to haul everything in, but not for a second did I think, hey, Anna, help me out. Right. You know, no, because I'm doing that. You know what I mean? And and, and not that I'm, and I'm not even going to get into... you're so tough and strong. I don't need to do anything <laughs> Whatever, like dude. But, no, and but you know, know what I'm funny? saying? You know that I wouldn't even mind caring. No. The, it's just that you want to do something But the thing that is, nice. is, I'm just thinking, okay, Anna's had a long day. She's tired. You know, she's hung in there. It's late. You know, for us, Jesse's usually winding down and going to bed around 7 o'clock, and we didn't get in till 7 o'clock. Yeah. And, and, uh, and so it's just like, you know what? I bet you it would feel really good if she didn't have to mess with any of this stuff, and I'll just bring it in and put it away. Right. You know? Now, as it was, you jumped in and helped out putting it away, and I thought, wow, that's really nice. Now I don't have to do the whole job by myself. And that's the things. It's just... You know, you don't have to buy roses every week. It's little things. You know what I mean? And you don't have to go to dinner and you don't have to, you know, it's just stuff like that is just being considerate of somebody, right? Yeah, yeah. And so, so anyways, we were talking about our marriage. Right. And I want to finish up that point. And so the thing is, is when, when I realized I had stopped doing that stuff, mm-hmm. I know that if that continues, it goes to a really bad place. Correct. And so I don't have to wait till it's bad to know we're going in the wrong direction. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. If we head out and we're going to Salt Lake City and all the signs are telling me I'm going to LA, I don't need to get all the way to LA to know that I went <laughs> the wrong way. You see what I mean? That's a good example. Right. You know, I mean, I just look at the signs and go, hey, hey, we're going the wrong direction. We, we need to stop and do this right. And, kinda, and that's basically what we did with our marriage. Same thing with your fitness though. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You're like, if, you, if you're not moving forward, you're moving backwards, especially because... We're getting older each day, so you have yeah, more to and it's fight not, against. And it's not, you know, I've heard all kinds, of, it's my age, it's my this, it's my this, it's my this. It's like, no, you just need to grow a pair and go do something you haven't done or push yourself harder. Instead of stopping at 10, why an arbitrary number of eight or 10? Why? Right. Is your body done or did you just hit your number? Right. Are you here to train your body or are you here to hit a number? Yeah. Of reps, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, no, just go and just do it. You know, if it's too many reps, put more weight on that. Right. You know, or do something you don't normally do and push yourself, make it hurt. You know, if it hurts, you know, you're sucking wind and, you know, breathing hard and (laughs) muscles are burning. Uh That's how you make progress. You know, that's fitness. So matter whatever it is, if it's boxing or whatever it is. Right. Right. But I think most humans, I mean, just, just, just look around you. If you go to the gym, look around you in the gym, you're going to see the same faces you see every day. Yep. How many of those bodies have made any noticeable changes in the last year right then watch what they do and don't do that <laughs> <laughs> they usually do the same thing every day i used to manage a gym right you see people and and it was right downtown san diego where everybody goes to work mm-hmm. so you see them come in in their lunch break and they do the same thing they go 20 minutes on the treadmill and then they do some there's a little bit of that and you know today is leg day today is biceps day and and that's it. And they come in and out and they look exactly the same. Right. And then every once in a while you get the person that goes through some life changing event mm-hmm. and now they're ready for change. And then they are willing to change their nutrition to hire a trainer. And, you know, and, and then you see that person actually make a lot of change. And in business, same thing. I mean, I work for back in when I was in the magazine days and I worked for pretty much everybody. <clears throat> there was... One publisher that was more progressive thinking, mm-hmm. all of the others resisted 
the internet. <laughs> like, sure like, it, like it's going to go away, now. right? Like it's yeah. going to go away. Like motorized cars are going to go away, right? And uh, and I remember having these talks, and it's just like, hey, you know, this is this is the future. This is where we got to go. And it's like, <laughs> mm-hmm. no, this is because it's here now. It's going to stay forever. Well, now those those publications are all but gone. Yeah, you know, one of them's already bankrupted and been sold to somebody else. And yep. and the one guy that actually did the work, did the innovation. Yeah, he's still there. And strong, yeah. And that's the thing is that, you know, you can't just, just because something is working now doesn't mean it's always going to work, sure. right? So you always have to evolve and look for better ways, yep. you know? Absolutely. And so that's what we're doing with our business the last two days. That's why we didn't do a podcast yesterday. <laughs> well, I hope that's that... That's why we're talking about this today because it's the most apparent thing on our mind. It is. And no, and, and the thing is, is that it just happened that this morning you had the, that call with Lee and... You know, you help him through something and we're hoping, hey, maybe that helps somebody else through their career. A lot of times that's why people lose their jobs. Right. Because they do their jobs. They've done it for 10, 15, 20 years the same way. Don't get any more education or training. Right. And then and then one day, you know, they, they go, oh, they hire the young people. No, it's not that. They need somebody that, that knows knows what is especially this generation, my now. generation yeah. that resists technology. Right. It's like, dude, you need to embrace it because that's the world and that's where right. it's going. You're going to be a dinosaur in a minute. Sure. In fact, if you're not doing it now, you are a dinosaur already. Right. But you can, you know, don't ever stop learning. And know? and that's the thing, like being your career, being your marriage, being your fitness, your own business. Oh my gosh! I look at photography and how much it's evolved since I started. How much it's evolved in the last five years? Yeah. It's just monumentally evolved. And on a you know, on, as an example, like the new girl that we hire here to sew, uh, she is very proficient in two of the machines that we use. But the newest machine that we use. She had never used before. She was a little bit intimidated. Mm-hmm. And what I told her, because now whoever is who is who of the fitness, you have to have the flat lock machine. Otherwise, you're, you know, you're obsolete. And I told her, I said, listen, if you can, if you can use the other machines, you can learn. Yeah. And truly, it took me a few hours training her and she's you know, really good at it. But isn't it human nature to resist any kind of growth Absolutely. or change? She was very scared. Yeah. You know? And we'll always just like all the reasons why in the world we shouldn't do it. Mm-hmm. Right? But mm-hmm. but then you just do it and it's like, hey, this isn't bad. You know? Right. It's like Lee, when he, his podcast, Lee Thompson, mm-hmm. you know, he resisted that. He resisted it. And then I showed him how easy it was. And now he's just booming with this thing. Right. And, and huge, you know, lots and lots of followers. And it's grown like crazy. He's doing awesome stuff out there and really reaching the world. Yep. But it was just a little bit of fear. Fear is always something we imagine. Yeah. So I'll ask you this. If you buy into fear, then I'm going to challenge you to do this. Go buy a lottery ticket and imagine you're going to win and take your checkbook and go out there and start writing checks. Right. Okay. Because what happens is we react to fear as if it's something that's going to happen. Sure. Yeah. But we wouldn't do that and go spend all, we wouldn't go spend a million dollars in checks thinking we're going to win, you know, (laughs) imagining we're going to win the lottery, but we imagine something bad's going to happen. So we just don't do stuff. Yeah. That's, so that's that's how silly it is. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. The analogy, I got to use this too. The, The analogy that I used yesterday when I was talking to you to illustrate my point is, you know, if you start a lemonade stand, and you make a hundred bucks a month in that lemonade stand, you're really successful, you know? So you got to buy X number of lemons, you got to have so much water and you got to do this with your stand and put it on this corner and you, you perfect that lemonade stand and you make a hundred bucks a month. 
Now you want to make more money. So you want to make a thousand bucks a month. So you get 10 lemonade stands. So you just, it's just scale now. Got a couple extra problems and stuff like that, but you're still basically the same business function. But if you add another zero to that and you want to make 10,000 a month, the business changes drastically, mm-hmm. right? And this is the thing. And then if you want to go to 100,000, it's another drastic change, a million a month. It's a big drastic change. And that's the thing in business is I think people want to do more. So they spend more money on advertising. They do more, you know, all of that, but they never stop thinking past that $100 a week lemonade stand or $1,000 a week or month uh, lemonade stand. Mm-hmm that we still stay there and we're trying to squeeze things to make more money. And it's the same thing in fitness. If you're, if you're doing the hundred, you know, the hundred dollar a month lemonade stand workout, but you want to look like a $10,000 a month lemonade stand, you can't, you got to amp it up. Right. You know, you can't say I want to have a six pack by summer and still be eating Doritos. Yeah. No, and, and, at and first, you're going to just have to do the work. And at first, and that was my point, at first, you, you might just cut off your butter and ice cream and you make big difference. Mm-hmm. But no, you will not get there with just that. No. And same thing with a marriage. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not going to get there until you, you change your thinking, be bold enough to change your thinking entirely. So if you're one of those people that says, no, I don't do that. I don't believe in this. I don't do this. I don't do this. I challenge you to, to, to take one of those things and make yourself into a liar. Mm-hmm. Take a thing you say, no, I would never do that, and make yourself into a liar and do it. And then and watch see yourself, what happens. your life change. And yeah. when you do that, it's infectious because all of those things we can't do, don't want to do, don't like to do, don't believe in, that just makes the world so much smaller and puts us in this tiny little box where we can't move. Mm-hmm. Some people like to stay there. And if you want to, that's fine. But if you want to get out of that box, you got to get rid of all those things that you don't believe in, that you don't like, that you don't want to do, that you don't think you can do. And you got to challenge those things. And when you do them, that's when life happens. That's right. And with that, thank you very much for listening. We'll be back tomorrow. It won't be so business oriented tomorrow. We'll be back tomorrow with another podcast on, uh, let's see, it's a Good Lad Unscripted podcast. Thank you. God bless and have a good day.